Hello and welcome to Fancy Blather podcast or welcome back. I'm your host Kirsty and I have just a couple of things I'd like to announce I suppose before we hop into this week's episode. So just before I do the general housekeeping and then get into the main episode I'd just like to say sorry for the late upload. I have had numerous technical difficulties and basically like large audio files deleted so this is probably about the fifth time I've recorded this episode so if I seem a bit annoyed at the start of this that is why but I'm sure as it goes on I will calm down and be more chill but yeah I'm just feeling a bit narked off I suppose a bit crabbit as they say here in Scotland um, from all the episodes deleting so many times. So it's fine, we are back in business. Also, I want to apologize for the audio change halfway through the episode when we get into the main episode, as that was recorded outside earlier, so that's how I prefer to do it. But um, yeah, the start of the episode is now deleted. So yeah, we're just gonna, we're gonna work with it. It's fine, um, that's life, that's life kids as they say. So. First of all though, super exciting announcement, Fancy Blether, the podcast you're listening to right now, now has a website. I know, madness, absolute craziness. Um, it is literally um, www.fancyblather.com, I believe. Um, I will have it linked in the show notes for you all to check out. On the website, you can find exclusive interviews, blog posts and also most importantly my favorite episode transcripts i'm hoping to have all the episode transcripts transcripts up by next week as i think it's super important that the content personally that i create for people to enjoy is completely accessible so also when i'm doing blog posts on the website i will have a recorded version of the blog post for if you are not or for if you're visually impaired and not able to read it or I suppose also if you're not able to read English that's another way if you can understand it by listening so you can check that out on www.fancyblather.com so you have to bear with me as I transcribe my own voice and listen to all the times I say like um uh cause um yes yeah, quite quite oh just said m again quite irritating to listen to yourself for so long but it's worth it it's worth it so that was the first announcement the second one is an announcement about an announcement i suppose so it's kind of weird isn't it so basically there will be a surprise happening a big project happening on tuesday tuesday at 6 p.m gmt time so stay tuned for that there will be a countdown going up on the instagram and yeah follow along find out what is happening on tuesday at 6 p.m so that will be in i suppose four days when this goes up because i am now recording this on thursday at the time when it was supposed to be going out but probably won't be edited and sorted until tomorrow so yeah, exciting things in the works and exciting things to come. And I think that concludes the housekeeping. So- So now we're just going to kick off into my small wonder of the week. 
So my small wonder of the week this week is the cold, well not even cold, lukewarm water of Loch Cluny. Um, essentially I just finally managed to go for a open water swim, wild swim back home, which uh, my parents, which is where I'm staying now in Perthshire. And I went to Loch Cluny, which I've never been to before. And it's very, very nice. And had just the most beautiful swim and honestly just missed fresh cold water hitting my face and there's nothing quite like it to wake you up in the morning. If I lived close enough to wild water I would definitely do that first thing when I woke up every day but I don't so unfortunately I cannot do that and I have to drive to get there so I need to be somewhat awake to drive but regardless um, yes massive small wonder of the week. I just love it and it's the view when you're swimming it's just incredible the nature around you incredible and I love that the water doesn't taste all salty and that there's no I don't know sharks or whatever around that there's sharks in Edinburgh but you know what I mean um yeah so that is my small wonder of the week so now we're going to hop into what I'm engaging with so this week I've been engaging with <clears throat> a Netflix series called The Innocence Project. I have one episode left. I started it a while ago, got one episode left to watch. I believe there's also a film about it. I want to say it's called Brian Banks, but I'm I'm gonna check and let you know in the show notes. Um yeah, The Innocence Project is not an easy watch, but it's definitely one that I'd recommend watching. Um it's definitely informative and something that's really quite shocking and eye-opening about the justice system in America and also to make it broader obviously the Innocence Project is based and filmed in America but I'm sure that there are similar stories in lots of other places around the world so if you want to check out the Innocence Project Project's work you can also do that um, by clicking link on the show notes and any, if I find any other similar projects that are in different places, then I will definitely add them in too. So that is what I've been engaging with this week. So now we are going to hop into the poem of the week. So this week is another one of mine. I know, took your own horn much, but um, yeah, I don't know, just seemed fitting. This is an unpublished poem by me. I will probably have it on my writing website this weekend so then I will have the link for that in the show notes so you can read it send it to your friends etc etc um kind of switching flipping the switch not switching the flip um oh, now I forgot what I just said switching flipping that's it flipping the switch a little here um basically today is Thursday the 16th of July 2020 if you're watching this in the future and um yesterday in scotland which if you didn't know is where i live everywhere just well not everywhere basically a lot of things opened up yesterday it was quite a large reopening compared to before there's still obviously social distancing and face masks in place but in general things have opened up way more than before so um i kind of wanted to write um, I wanted to share a poem I wrote during lockdown so that we can celebrate some of the small wins that are happening right now. 
yeah so basically I wrote this poem and I'm going to keep saying basically every five seconds I wrote this poem about local cafes and how much I miss local cafes and I'm very happy to be able to go to lo- local cafes again and get a takeaway or sit outside and have a drink with my friends and a good old catch-up and um, I don't personally feel comfortable eating or drinking coffee inside yet obviously eating food or drinking coffee inside yet but that's a personal preference it's up to you what you do like of course the government said it's fine as long as you follow all the other rules etc so that is absolutely your choice but yeah and I'm also grateful for Scotland's weather that has been rather kind to us recently given that most of the socializing happens outdoors we've got pretty lucky so far so this poem is just called local cafes maybe i'll come up with a better title because it's not very creative but yeah so i'm just going to read that to you now local cafes cakes baked from recipes older than you a place filled with love that took years to come true The morning begins with the early risers, your typical organisers, and ends with the students who slept in, still recovering from last night's gin. As the late students run to class, time starts to move slower than an hourglass. As the minutes tick by, the regulars say, hi and bye. Friends chat, often about cats or their kids being brats. Meetings take place, often with one of them staring into space. Tourists are planning and often scanning. Children are screaming. Very few of them are dreaming. Some some rush and look flushed as they run for their train, gaining a bad cappuccino stain. Some me- meander and have a leisurely gander. Yeah, so that's the poem. And to be honest, the end's kind of a work in progress. So that might adapt a little bit but that is the poem I wanted to share for this week so before we jump into the main topic of this episode for this week which is the labyrinth that is adult friendships I wanted to talk just briefly very very briefly on what is going on right now and the reopening and things like that um yeah I'm not probably not going to use the c word the dreaded c word that now exists in the in our language obviously not the other one that's existed for a while I shouldn't use that one either kids but I'm just sick of hearing it I'm sick of saying it so we're not going to use it um I just want to say that I think right now yes I'm definitely celebrate that things are opening again um I think everything is moving in the right direction personally but of course like we've never been in this situation before no one knows what the future holds and I just want to say give yourself some grace and give others grace if you take anything from this episode it is to give yourself and other people some grace as we go through this turbulent time I think it's very easy to judge other people right now but I'd urge you not to become whatsapp police or twitter fingers and just let people figure out the world of course I'm not saying like if somebody's not wearing a mask then that's fine that's great like obviously personally I believe that everyone should be wearing a mask unless they have a medical reason not to be doing so and everyone should be filling the rules and things like that I just mean in terms of socializing and what things you want to do and don't want to do even though they're allowed doesn't mean that you have to do them if you see what I mean 
So just because you're allowed to go to a cafe or go to a restaurant and eat outside right now, if you don't feel comfortable doing that, you don't have to do that. Don't feel, please don't. I feel like we shouldn't be peer pressuring people. And yeah, just give people some grace. Honestly, give yourself some grace. Like, I think I kind of explored the world again a little bit this week with socializing, which was, has been incredible so far and I don't regret anything. But I think it's way more exhausting and taxing than you think it is. And we're adapting to this new normal. And that is really quite draining on our bodies and our brains. And this situation is so dynamic and ever-changing that it's kind of hard to adapt to something because it keeps changing. You have to adapt again and you have to adapt again. So I think give yourself some grace. Just give yourself some time to feel your feelings and just be like, wow, like this is a lot to take in. Um yeah, and remember, socializing is a pretty tiring thing, so don't spread yourself too thin with meeting people either. Just be kind to yourself as you would to others, I suppose is what I'm saying. And yeah, obviously, if you're isolating yourself to the point where it's becoming like unhealthy, then please do seek help. Please do call a friend. If you're isolated in your house, at least if you're talking to someone on the phone or yeah or even if you have a pet and you're taking your pet for a walk or something like that or being in your garden that's better than just being inside being inside all the time is like quite dangerous and unhealthy please go outside if you can and please just like you need social interaction as a person I'm not saying you need to do it in person but please do reach out to a friend if you don't really feel like you have anyone you can reach out to please message us on at fancy of leather on instagram um we really are trying to create a community here and we want to get rid of any stigmatization of isolation and loneliness and people feeling lonely at all ages stages um racist denominations countries nationalities etc religions etc etc you get what i'm saying like everyone can feel lonely it's a it's a um i suppose it's a what's the term it's an independent feel it's an alien alienating there we go that's what I was looking for it's an alienating feeling but also it is something that we can use to bring us all together because we've all probably felt lonely in our lives and just ignore all those adverts that are like oh yeah all these lonely old people like it's not just older the older generation that get lonely everyone does and also it's cool to hang out by yourself and do things by yourself right now especially like going on walks and stuff especially if you feel like that's safer um for you personally then who's to judge you and I think yeah just give your friends grace give them time give them time to adapt to everything if somebody says to you oh I'm not really up for meeting yet just say oh yeah of course no problem just let me know in the future don't like stop inviting people if you're doing I mean I suppose no one's really doing group things right now but I just mean in terms of don't be like oh well okay that's it and never message them again you can still check up on them and do things like that um that was my little rant and obviously just become obsessed with the term the idea and the word give our term giving grace so I just had to talk about it quickly because I get obsessed with like saying some words that's probably how I became an English lit major yeah so just be kind be kind to everyone be kind to yourself be kind to others and that's all I have to say so now we're going to kick into the main part of the episode this week which is all about the labyrinth of adult friendships or sorry the labyrinth that is adult friendships 
Hi all, so Kirsty just jumping in for our charity spot of the week. Um, this is our weekly thing that we do at the main episodes every week rather than doing ads. So this week I wanted to shout out Age UK, particularly focusing on their friendship services. Of course, this episode is about adult friendship and friendship. So I thought, perfect, absolutely excellent to do that. So there is lots that you can find out about how to get involved with Age UK or if you have an older relative who may benefit from it, that's also cool. And I think one of the coolest things right now is that you can become an Age UK digital buddy and they've also got neighbourly volunteering and also can we just talk about how their fundraising ideas are so cool. The big knit, I can't even knit but that just sounds like a dream and also overdress for Age UK and honestly I overdress every day so I probably could fundraise for them every day of my life. Yeah, so I will have all of their information in the show notes, but it's just www.ageuk.org.uk. That's www.ageuk.org.uk. They're a super cool charity. And also if you're trying to combat loneliness yourself, um, because everyone gets lonely sometimes, that's a great way through charity and you can help someone else feel like they've got someone to chat to too. So they're very cool. So that's Age UK. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, so the main segment of this week's episode is about adult friendships. So how I'm going to work this episode is I'm just going to kind of talk about friendships throughout my life and the lessons I've learned about that and how that's led me to the adult friendships I have now and things that we need to know and learn and stop stigmatising about adult friendships. Yeah, so we'll start off from the very beginning of my life and go from there. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not really going to talk about when I was like a baby, but I suppose briefly we can. Um, I was lucky enough, or I am lucky enough even, that my um, cousin is, I think, four or five months older than me. And we have a very good relationship and she has in turn become my best friend. So I suppose I've had one friendship from birth. Um, yeah, so first of all, we talk quickly about primary school so growing up I was typically referred to as what people called a tomboy a phrase that I or a a word a phrase a saying I really don't like um I think just because I wasn't doing like stereotypically feminine things doesn't mean you need to name me a tomboy I just think that's quite problematic for lots of reasons so that's what people refer to me as but really I was just doing things like playing football, climbing trees, wearing camouflage clothes, um, dreaming of being a spy when I grew up, living that lifestyle. And um, yeah, I suppose I was mainly friends with guys, but that's just because they played the games I wanted to play and the girls were like skipping and things like that. And I was never good at skipping, never have been, never will be. Um, A talent that I have never quite gained. So I think, yeah, growing up, I was always kind of friendly with the guys and things like that. Um, I made one close friend in P5 who moved, this is very like, why am I telling you all this, who moved to my primary school um, and I got very lucky, we're still very good friends today, um, we're best friends still today. Yeah, so I guess primary school was really easy going, never really had any issues, in particularly large issues with friendships that I can recall. I just kind of got on with everyone, I was much of a I wasn't much of I am um, popular kid but I wasn't unpopular it wasn't a very big school there was only 100 kids in the school total so 
kind of hard to have cliques when there's not many of you. Um, yeah, so then I suppose my first experience of problematic friendship, if that's what the term we want to use, was in high school, naturally. Um, so in my first year of high school, so, it, so I would be 11 because I started high school a little bit early, um, I was moving from my primary school obviously to my high school and we were in the catchment area so the hit my mic in the local area for two high schools and then for my year only seven of us ended up going to the high school that I was going to and everyone else all 11 other kids ended up going because there's 18 of us in our class ended up going to the other school including the best friend that I'd made in about primary five so yeah um of the seven there was three girls including me and four boys um so it was kind of interesting I was kind of like who am I gonna hang out with make friends with so I think I kind of made friends out of it probably sounds a bit cruel but out of lack of choice with one of the girls um the other girl and I just didn't really get along we didn't not get along but we just we weren't very friendly um and the guys kind of this is a vast generalization but in general the guys had hit that puberty age where they were not particularly kind towards um girls and they didn't have very nice things to say to you so um yeah I wasn't really keen to hang out with them anymore so I hung out with a girl and yeah it was fine like she, we just didn't we didn't make sense as friends I suppose but so it was a bit of a tag along for a while which is is natural I don't think it really scarred me or anything any other terms like that there were people in that group who I'm still like friendly with today and would still meet for a coffee people in that group I wouldn't but some people gel some people don't it's really that simple I don't really have anything negative to say about any of them um we're just not the same kind of people um yeah but I suppose high school is kind of like that in your first year you just kind of work out who you are and who you're going to be friends with and how your life's going to turn out ridiculous because you're literally 11 or 12 so maybe 13 so a bit stupid if you ask me personally like you don't need to know all those things then don't need to know all those things ever really but um yeah I got really lucky actually throughout high school because after that I met my best friend who's also still my best friend now oh it's a bit windy isn't it um he's also my best friend now um in geography class one day and we just hit it off and became friends and became a group and been been friends and had a group with her in it and others ever since so I think throughout high school after that it was fairly easy going and never really had any problems I wasn't popular but I wasn't unpopular there was like I was occasionally the butt of a joke but who wasn't really um I didn't have I got very lucky I didn't really have any issues with anything bullying and stuff um I always had someone to sit with at lunch to be honest I was playing sports or in like and an orchestra or something most lunch I was that kid so wasn't really an issue in the first place so yeah I guess growing up I've had it fairly easy with friendships I have to say never really had any issues and in general I haven't really fallen out with many friends or like at that age or yeah I hadn't really had any fallouts my my best friends I have now I've still never had a fight with them I don't think but anything that was like just silly like if I was like hungover and being grumpy and then they got annoyed um but other than that we haven't really fallen out much but yeah so I guess this is where we start talking about adult friendships so the thing with adult friendships is they're a bit of a mess they really are I don't really know how else to say that 
they're a bit of a disaster. And they don't think anyone prepares you for that. You think, I've gone through all that. Now I'm an adult, it's going to be easy. Honestly, first year of university, it's like going back into P1, never mind S1. And even, But you've got to work out how to cook your own clothes. You cook your own clothes, there we go. Well, you have to work out how to cook your own clothes. You've got to cook your own food and wash your own clothes and be responsible for yourself. And yeah, so there's a lot happening in first year. I think also first year has quite a problematic drinking culture. In some ways it's fine, but I think for in a lot of senses it can be quite problematic maybe i'll touch on that in another episode just british university in general not just scottish like british university in general has a bit of a problematic drinking culture in some ways i think can be quite negative and self-deprecating and uh, bad for your mental health in general sometimes but i think you recognize that yourself or sometimes you don't um yeah so i think when you go to university you expect this like perfect thing you expect to have the best friend that you see on the tv those best friend movies and they all like or films or whatever or tv series where they all like they grew up together they were in nursery together they were in primary school together and high school together they went to university together and then they're gonna live in a house next to each other and have their kids at the same time and all this stuff and you expect to somehow in your life find a best friend like that and if you do have one of those congratulations wonderful but also if you don't like don't lose sleep over it I don't think many people actually do have that um I most certainly don't have someone that I've done all of that with um everyone lives their own lives everyone is their own person and it's natural to be that way um I do think that films and other medias can make it really hard to realize that your adult friendships are entirely normal because they portray it as if you're going to be like in a sorority and be like BFFs and telling them all your secrets on the first night or like things like that and that's just not like reality and I keep saying like so I'm very sorry to future me transcribing this but that isn't reality you aren't going to become best friends with someone overnight you aren't gonna I don't know um magically find someone that fits perfectly into your life and your friendships are perfect, the end, and you live happily ever after and your family's going on holiday together. It's just not that simple. I think the hardest thing about adult friendships is there's so much more that has to go into it. Then it's not like, can I come over to your house and play? Or like, we both finish school, let's go and play on the street. Okay, be home by the time the street lights go on. Um, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. People work, people study, people have families, people have other friends. Um, People have hobbies, people have different hobbies, people move, people go on holiday. There's so many things that you just don't realise. And of course, if you're true friends, you will find the time for each other. But also sometimes that person is, I think I'm a very big fan of this now, that person is supposed to be in your life for that period of time. Doesn't mean they're supposed to be in it forever doesn't mean you don't talk to them ever again but it doesn't you just don't spend 24 7 together I think it's something that I've learned very much the hard way I think also the media just stigmatizes being alone and spending time alone and honestly as soon as I learned how to do that I was 10 times happier than I've ever been you can't be anyone else's friend truly until you can be your own how can you be a good friend to other people if you can't even be a good friend to yourself 
Um, yeah, I actually quite funny because for a very social person, I do love socializing to a certain extent and quite extroverted. Um, I do love living alone. I love coming home to to nobody and nothing and just maybe a cat one day. But other than that, just being by myself, being in my own mind. And I love traveling alone. Nothing better than that. I'll have a whole episode on traveling alone. I love to travel alone. It is the best thing on the planet. It's just such an easy going way to see the world. Um, yeah, and I quite enjoy just like going to a cafe by myself, going for a dinner myself. I don't know. There's no shame in that. Like stop stigmatizing that. Stop stigmatizing people sitting alone. Just because someone is alone doesn't always mean they are lonely. Like can we stop? That is not okay. And on another note, come while we're at it, can we stop stigmatizing loneliness? You do not need to be an old person like what's typically shown in the TV adverts to be lonely. Like you can be lonely in a room full of people. You can be lonely at nine. You can be lonely at 25. You can be lonely living your best life. You can be lonely living your worst. There's so many different times where you could be lonely or you can just be lonely because you miss someone and that makes you upset and then you feel like, oh God, like do I have anyone here? We've just moved. That's a very isolating time. Right now, people are lonely all the time. Yeah, like, ugh. There's nothing wrong with being lonely. Like, obviously, we need to do something about it. Like, let's work on how we can do something about it and acknowledge the fact that you are lonely and you need to reach out to someone for a call or something like that. But don't. there's no shame in it. Humans interact. That's what we do. That's we're communicative beings. That's how we function. That's how you get through the world. So yeah, sorry, <laughs> a little bit of a rant. Yeah, so I guess let's talk about university friendships, experiences, um, and lessons learned the hard way, very much, very much the hard way. So I don't really know where to start. Um, I suppose in university I had quite the time. <laughs> I was trying to, I suppose subconsciously, but not in reality, if that makes sense. Not not consciously. I was trying to find my best friend, my university best friend, my my person I'd do things with, my person I'd always be able to count on kind of thing. Yeah, um, I guess that's what you'd call it. Um and it was a it was a struggle, it was a hard time. So my first experience of that was rather well, I had three, I kind of had three, goodness me, very, very windy right now. I had three, oh, my laptop's moving. I had three different experiences, which I'm going to draw from. So they're not really in chronological or really just happened throughout my four years at university. And that's just what we're going to say about them. And then I'll talk a little bit about studying abroad. Um, so my oh my goodness my first experience well not my first experience but the first one I'm going to talk about um was toxic friend a toxic friend good old good old toxic friend we've all we've all probably had one at this age and stage but gosh was I blind to it it's a very difficult thing a toxic friend because it was very complex there was just things that I let happen because 
I was so focused on the fact that I had a best friend and I had some I had that person that I felt like everyone needed to have um I'm trying to even think of like an example on tv like what are the well-known best friend pairings I'm gonna say like Zach to my Cody but they're really brothers but you know what I mean I had that best friend that was like great this is it like we've done it and I was kind of oblivious and I also just think I am I was quite naive back back in the day back it was like four years ago but you know what I mean um yeah just toxic in the way that they treated me and in the way that they spoke about me behind my back like I'm a big believer in like in saying things to somebody's face and if you can't say something to someone's face then don't say it at all um I'm a big believer in just being kind yeah just be nice um but I think I always kind of gave the benefit of the doubt to this person which was nice of me but also very naive of me I also think the other thing that is hard is if you know someone through something through a group friend for instance you always kind of get the group input on your friendship even though they're not really part of that friendship and I do find that quite irritating because they don't really like okay they see how they treat you when you're together but they don't know how but that's not acceptable like they should treat you nicely all the time but do you see what I mean like they don't see what your friendship is like when it's just the two of you hanging out so I did always find that quite difficult to deal with I'm just a big and I did I really struggled with the people pleasing element and with being wanting to be liked and wanting to yeah wanting to be friends with this person because I meant I was liked and I was appreciated and that's something I really had to like break down over the years it's definitely something that I've had a an issue with for a long time um so I think I was just blind to things for a long time and then it kind of slapped me in the face one day and yeah and here we are now I think honestly with toxic friends people say there's lots of different things you can do you can try having a conversation it might not really go anywhere sometimes you can naturally drift which is nice but honestly you can just cut them out but I don't mean that like in an aggressive like ghosting way I don't think that's cool or I don't think you should really ever do that but I think yeah I think cutting like just kind of distancing yourself I suppose is the term I prefer than cutting cutting them out because I don't really like that um and typically they're if they are the toxic friend that they are then they won't even really notice so yeah just distance yourself prioritize yourself prioritize your own mental health prioritize your own well-being be selfish I don't really care if people say that's selfish um you can't be selfless unless you're selfish because how can you help other people if you are not in the place to even look after yourself so I don't really I don't really like the word selfish I don't think it makes sense so yeah that was my first experience so that's what I learned from that I had another tricky one I had two best friend breakups both slightly different um first of all going through a best friend breakup it sucks there's no I was gonna swear there but I managed to keep it together but it does it I could cry about it all day long it's awful it's not nice um of course it's horrible it's a relationship breaking up like yes it's not a romantic relationship but it's still a person that has been in your life and also probably knows a lot about you and has experienced a lot with you and has created memories with you just because you're romantic doesn't mean that there isn't feelings involved if that makes sense um 
I think that's something that is really stigmatized a lot in in the world. Um, so I'd just like to say first, I'm here for you. I understand, feel your pain. Um, let yourself grieve for a second, grieve that friendship that you had. Um, take some time, work out where it all go wrong if you can. Sometimes you don't even know. Don't dwell on it, but yeah if it's possible to mend it at some stage go ahead but yeah I do want to just say that it is an awful experience to go through and I wouldn't wish it upon anyone and don't sell yourself short and I really think just feel your feelings and don't let anyone tell you that your feelings are not valid it's something I think is very important um yeah so I had one friendship breakup that was they were both very different best friend breakup and um, one was it was complicated and there was a lot going on and it wasn't it's never black and white well sometimes in my experience it's never black and white it's very I'm very I'm very like I try to be quite empathetic and understand other people's point of views and yeah they were going through a tough time and they made some decisions that they maybe came to regret they maybe didn't um and I think if you know that's out of character for that person in a way you can be like okay like I'm gonna give you your space and stuff but like I'm here for you kind of thing um but also if they've really hurt you just be like sorry like I can't do this right now I need time to just like acknowledge what's happened and I don't know if I can be here for you right now if that makes sense um yeah I think as hard as it is at some point when you put yourself into other people's shoes you can kind of empathize with them in some way shape or form because we are all humans at the end of the day and I don't think from my experience very rarely is somebody actually trying to intentionally hurt you so I think be aware of that um ask them have a if you're at a place like where you can have a conversation have a conversation be like what happened with us like what's the deal like did I do something wrong and yeah and then move forward and I, it's kind of, it's hard, it's personal, right? So it's hard to talk about, not hard to talk about, it, but it's hard to like, to talk about in the sense that is, that's a generalization. I don't really know your experience and what you're going through, but um, there's always light at the end of the tunnel and sometimes you end up becoming friends again in the future and it ends up being even better than it was before and then much, much stronger. Sometimes you don't, but in the future you meet someone else and you have other friends and you lean on other friends and you get close to other people. That kind of happens actually in your adult life. You kind of ebb and flow between different people, different points in your life, depending on where you live, what job you're working in, who you're able to see more. Naturally, I think you tend to be closer with the people that you spend more time with um, for a while. And that changes as you as you age and as you move and as other people move and as life's go on families are built and things like that so I think that's also something to bear in mind is that also just in general because you've drifted from someone it doesn't mean that um it doesn't mean you're not friends and it doesn't mean that yeah it doesn't mean you're not friends and doesn't mean that you won't be friends in the future and things like that and it doesn't what am I trying to say 
and um, and it doesn't necessarily reflect badly on you. It's not necessarily something you've done or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I know I'm very much someone that always like is like, oh God, what have I done? And um, it's it's not really always like that you've done something. It's just life, really harsh as that is. Um, and a lot of people do say things like, just because we've drifted doesn't mean I won't be here for you if you ever need me. And I'm very, I'm personally very big on that. I know that's not everyone's style, but I personally believe that I'm never gonna stop being there for that person if they need me like I hope that people who have once been friends with or been friends with now obviously my friends in the future (laughs) all know like I'm always here if someone needs me like just send me a message um I think that's important I think it's important not to obviously it's different with toxic friends but in general just because you drift like someone moves abroad or something it doesn't mean that you're never gonna hang out again and honestly some of the best moments memories moments of your life are like going for a coffee with an old friend who you haven't seen in a couple of years because you both live on like other sides of the world and um yeah you've both been through it for the last couple of years and you just uh you just chat and you just have one of those coffees where you just chat and chat and chat for hours and then you realize you've been in a cafe for like obviously right now you can't really do that but like you've been in someone's garden for like five hours and it felt like 10 minutes and that is the most wonderful feeling it just leaves you all warm and fuzzy and glowy inside that's what I like to call a, a hege moment right there apologies to anyone if I mispronounced that so yeah give yourself a break um I have also been through another best friend breakup, which was complex as well as before. I think also sometimes, yeah, you look back on yourself and be like, okay, yeah, that was why, why did I do that? That was not cool. And like, I'm not going to, I'm going to learn from that and not do that again. There's definitely times where I've been unfair on people. Um, I think one of the biggest problems is the red button on Facebook Messenger or on WhatsApp or on whatever. I think that personally, I can't speak for a gen. I'm not going to speak for the generation I live in. I exist in. I don't even really know what generation I'm. I'm in. I find it very complex. I thought it would be like '90s kids are in generation '80s kids are, but it's like a different than that. It's like a weird number. It's like a weird year that they changed. So I don't really get it. Um, so I think that. I personally had, particularly in university, a very toxic and negative relationship with technology in general and more specifically with social media um, and honestly kind of more on the messaging, messaging functions than anything else. I think because you assume like I am on my phone and I have my phone and I'm sending this message and I reply to messages, whenever people send them to me, everyone else can do that and you don't realise like yeah you don't realize that like other people have a life and like you have a problem like why are you so why are you always on your phone like why are you so addicted to it um just because they've read it doesn't mean that they've had time to reply to it and maybe they want to do it later when they have time to read it I mean I personally and remember like not everyone is you like I think that's another thing that I definitely had to work on throughout university like yes when I see a message from someone if I don't have time to reply I normally try and say sorry busy I'll message you back later or something and most of the time I remember occasionally I forget but that's because I'm I have that kind of um personality and that brain function that I'm quite organized and um I don't know I'm a note I'm a note maker note taker and uh 
really regimented at times I wish I could be more spontaneous but not everyone's like that some people are free spirits and wild and spontaneous and some people are just in between all those things so I think yeah not everyone is like you and I know they say in school like treat everyone how you want to be treated but I don't really like that term I was thinking about that the other day and really you should treat everyone how they want to be treated because how you want to be treated might not be how they want to be treated so I think they should change that it should be treat everyone how they want to be treated like obviously within reason but that should be the primary school saying so that's what I'll be teaching my kids in my class Ooh, this time next year I'll almost have a class very exciting um yeah so honestly think that adult friendships I was to give let's say what top five tips top five tips let's go one give yourself a break two it's not going to be like what you see on tv three empathize four get off your phone and listen the dang moment five you're probably not going to grow up and have kids at the same time and <laughs> go on holiday together and all that stuff that's my five that's my five top tips so now I think we'll talk a little bit about adult friendships and studying abroad and how that whole that whole jazz works so hi Christy here just doing the outro as I said at the start some of my audio recordings deleted so I'm having to record this separately so I just I did say during the main part of the episode that I wanted to talk about study abroad and friendships in study abroad and I did talk about that and it all got deleted and honestly there's quite a lot I'd like to say about study abroad and I would love to take like Q&A's for that as well and also I will definitely talk about adult friendships more in the future because I think we don't talk about it enough and we need to normalize that friendships are not always I don't know like simple and not everyone's going to be your best friend and adult friendships are hard and they're probably much harder than like primary school or I suppose if you're American what's that called grade school or something like that that was my American accent I know probably heard it in other episodes when I have a guest on and I change accent okay dad we're finally calling it out he keeps telling me and I do have a bit of a podcast voice as well but I'm trying my best anyway massive tangent um yeah so I basically what I'm saying is I'm going to do a whole separate episode on that because there's quite a lot I think I could cover doing that as I spent a semester abroad so do you have that to look forward to so just before we end the episode we will of course end the episode the way we always do with first of all what I'm reading this week so I have been reading a lot of children's literature recently including Um, including a personal favourite which is called The Last Stop on Market Street. It's a picture book with words as well though which I would seriously recommend and I am a massive fan. It's very colourful, very vibrant and it has a great storyline. Yeah it's just super cool. It's a very diverse book and I'm a big fan and it was one I discovered actually on my study abroad in Canada and I've just been looking through all the children's literature that I have from doing research as I'm hoping to do another research project in the future so maybe I can talk about that on the pod sometime so that's what I've been reading this week so I'll have a link to access that in the show notes 
And then, of course, we end on a high. We always end on a high, even though the episode wasn't really low, but <laughs> we end we end with a positive. So the positive news story of this week is um, from www.goodnewsnetwork.org, which I'll have the link to the exact article I found in the show notes. So this week's news article that I found is um, to eliminate plastic, college graduate changes... Wait let me find it. To eliminate plastic, college grad designs ramen packaging that dissolves in hot water. So very, very cool. So essentially this college grad, if I can find her name, Holly Grounds, who studied product design at Ravensburn University London, I don't really know if I pronounced that right to be honest, has developed an edible spiced packaging film for instant noodles. And she said on her website, in the current world of instant ramen noodles, there is often more plastic than noodle. The product can be cooked and eaten in under 10 minutes, yet the packaging can take eight decades to to decompose. So you can learn more about that at the link. And I also will find her website and link that. I think that's a super cool thing to do. You can find out on this article how she created this packaging, this eco-friendly packaging or edible packaging, I suppose. And you can also have a look on her website to find out more about her because it sounds very, very cool. So that is... ...is the end of this week's episode. Don't forget to follow at fancy blather on instagram and thank you so much for listening and of course look forward to the big announcement on tuesday at 6 p.m gmt thank you so much for listening guys have a good week bye